Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy, Greg, and Deborah here. Adam's producing the show this afternoon. So if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you may have noticed I wasn't here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So my wife was diagnosed with pneumonia about 10 days ago. And pneumonia is contagious. So we went to separate parts of the house. And after like a week of that, I noticed that my, I was losing my voice. The only thing wrong with me was I was losing my voice, and then I got a very faint sore throat. So I thought, I might have pneumonia, and I want to nip this in the bud. So I went to the doctor on Wednesday morning, and he ran a whole battery of tests, did a chest X-ray and said it's not pneumonia. And then he ran every single test uh, for RSV, for the flu, for strep throat, for bronchitis. And he said, we're running some other tests, you know, but it might just, it's probably a virus. Just, you know, head into work. I'll let you know if you don't feel terrible. Just go to work. So I was pulling in the parking lot here. I was just getting out of my vehicle. My phone rang, and it was my doctor. And my doctor goes, uh, are you into work yet? And I said, no, I'm not in yet. He goes, what's your company's protocol on COVID? I said, what? He said, you tested positive for COVID. I have not had COVID yet through the pandemic. And I was kind of in shock. I didn't have any of the symptoms of COVID that I was aware of. And he said, yeah, you're positive for COVID. So then, of course, I had to navigate. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know what the protocols are. So I immediately texted Sandy and Greg and Adam. And I said, I'm not coming into work, I guess. I, I have COVID. And so then I had to stay at home. And then you do this whole dance in this weird equation. You go to the CDC website, and they say, well, when was your first symptom, even a minor symptom? And then it tells you when you can start to be around other people and when you can come into work, and I needed to take a test. And so then it said, you know, we recommend you test negative a couple times before you have contact with anybody. After five days has elapsed, so five days elapsed, I tested the last three days. I was negative every day, so I came into work today. So my perspective changed about people having COVID at work and how we respond around those people because I guess I was impacted. I was getting out of my car today, and I had anxiety because I decided I was going to wear a mask into work. I The protocols didn't say that I had to, but I felt like I'd been out of work for five days, and so it would be courtesy to wear a mask into work, even though I didn't have symptoms and I've tested negative three days in a row. So I wore a mask, and I was walking into the building, and I was thinking, man, I wonder if people are looking at me weird. I wonder if they know, wonder what's up with me. I don't know who at work knows that I have COVID. Is it any of their business? Do I make an announcement? Am I looking at other people weird now when they wear a mask? And I felt guilty, and maybe I was doing that. And so it just gave me a different perspective that I think I look at it differently now. I never looked down at other people because they had COVID, but I now realize that when you have COVID— it's not your fault, and it's like a virus. I have no idea where I got it. I still don't have any idea. My wife's tested negative five times in the last 10 days and never got it, so she didn't give it to me. I'm fully vaccinated. And one other point, I had several people say to me, one person I'm kind of close to, well, so much for the vaccine, you still got COVID. Well, you know what? I had a tiny sore throat and a little bit of a cough, and I didn't get sick, thankfully, or have any of the other symptoms. Isn't that what the vaccine's about? I didn't get hospitalized. I didn't get very sick. I didn't, that I know of, spread it to anybody else. My load was lower because I had the vaccine. So all the anti-vax talk, just, okay, we can just back that up a little bit, right? I mean, I'm not going to judge you if you decide to get the vaccine or not. That's your business. But because somebody gets COVID doesn't mean they didn't have the vaccine or doesn't mean they shouldn't have had the vaccine. It's given me more empathy. I feel different about people now that have COVID or decide to wear a mask for whatever reason. It's 514 at WTMJ.
Going to change gears up next. How about those brewers? Pretty hot. Lane Grindle, Brewers broadcaster on the West Coast with us live straight ahead. Hey, let's check in with our friend Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle, who's joining us from the West Coast. Hi, Lane. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. A little chilly in Seattle. Uh, roof is closed here at T-Mobile Park, but uh, this one doesn't close up, so you're still cold if it's cold. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to get to the important stuff first, and that is uh, thank you for raising the profile of Greg Matzik's neighborhood by moving the Grindle family into the neighborhood. That was very nice of you. Oh, yeah, I wake up on Saturday, and, and the Grindles are playing basketball in the driveway. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's outstanding. That's great. I love that. That was a great text that I got from Greg. <laughs> He's like, look, the Grindles are hooping. And I got a picture of my kids, kind of a bonus start to my morning. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, you're in a, one of the great ballparks here for concessions, Lane. So I was going to try and direct you, if you have time, to Edgar's Cantina or Edgar's Taco okay. Shack, where you can get grasshoppers. I don't know if that'll work well uh, with your broadcast, but why not give it a shot? Do so you mean I'm the drink? At, no. I'm looking at the Edgar's sign out in left field. Um, you know, Ed, Edgar Martinez was, of course, a great mariner. Uh, one of the great Mariners of all time. Uh, I have a reputation in our booth as kind of the farm boy that'll eat anything. Yeah. yeah. That might be my line, though. That might be oh. the line. It might disappoint you that I wouldn't try it because I, I, I'm like I'm like Mikey on the life, you know, cereal uh, commercials. Like, he likes everything. Um, but that might be the line that I would draw. I don't know that I would do that. Do you think you could get Kent to uh, nosh into some of those? Would Kent... Kent is weighing in. He says he's eaten a scorpion before. So okay, I, guess. Well, so it's oh, I have too, and that point. was a terrible experience. Yeah, it didn't go well. No, it was bad. I was sick for like a week. <laughs> it was still alive. That was the problem. <laughs> Maurer hasn't been eating much before the game's period for this whole trip, so I don't know that there's any chance I can talk him into a, a cricket. Is that a strategy? Why, why does he not eat before the games? Yeah, he's protecting his voice. I mean, there's all wow. sorts of stuff that, you know, we think. Baseball players are superstitious. Broadcasters have their things, too. I mean, what happens if it is your inning and you have no choice? You have to go to the bathroom. Innings are faster. Everything is faster. The brakes are faster. And Lane's got to go. Well, that's the key thing is that the, the innings are faster now. So if you got to hold it, you know, you, you got a better shot to get through the <laughs> that's inning. That's true. That Good point. to know. So that, that's kind of a mental game you'd play in your head. Like, hey, hey, look, games are faster now. I can make it. <laughs> Do you get free time in Seattle? Do you like Seattle? Is that a cool city to hang out in? Yeah, this is my third time in this city. We came here my first year in 16. I barely remember, you know, the, the details of this ballpark. I remember the, the bowl, and I remember really being impressed. It's a beautiful ballpark, and I really like this park a lot. But just, like, knowing where I was going, we were all talking. We all got off on the wrong level on the elevator trying to come to the press area because they have an actual club area called the press club and so you're thinking oh well that's where i'm going and no that was like a you know kind of a a nice upscale area in the ballpark for people to dine and watch the game so i had to pivot a little bit there but yeah this morning uh had a chance to to walk through uh pike place and the market and get that whole experience i'm sure i'll walk through there again tomorrow it's a great place you know get a cup of coffee and walk through there even if it is a little chilly it's just a cool unique spot so um i've been around this city a little bit over the the three times i've been here now 
Um, and it is cool. It's a very unique spot for sure. So 2016, I was going over this with John and Sandy before. I went through the Brewers lineup on that day in August in 2016. Uh, it was the last time they played Seattle. It was the last game of that brief series. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy named Jake Elmore who played in that game yep. for the Brewers. And Lane, I have covered the Brewers for 20 years. I've been a Brewers fan my entire life. For the life of me, I do not remember Jake Elmore. Oh, I remember Jake Elmore. Jake Elmore played, I believe I have this right, I think he played for Pat Murphy at Arizona State. But uh, Jake Elmore, so that year on family day, my kids were able to run out uh, for the major league moment and stand out in, in the field during the national anthem. And I think Jake Elmore started in center field that day, if, if memory serves me. And so my kids, well, my two older daughters, um, they went out and they stood in center field with Jake Elmore. So I remember Jake Elmore well. That was a team that had a lot of different players run through it. Uh, you think back of, of, of some of the different names. Like Kirk Neuenheis was was a pretty big part of that team. There was like seven guys in spring training in 2016 competing for the center field job. Yeah. Keon Broxton had a big right. spring and he ended up, you know, earning a spot on the team coming out of camp. But that was, uh, you know, that was the transitional year before the Brewers, of course, turned the page into 2017 and then they were right in the mix the whole season long. So I, you take three or four against San Diego. I, that's got to make for a nice plane ride up to Seattle. That is not an easy place to play lane. The Padres are a good team. They spent a lot of money here. That has to be very satisfying for the second leg of this trip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to, to win that series in the fashion in which they did it. And I mentioned it a bunch of times on the broadcast, and you didn't want to overplay it. But if you close your eyes, it was kind of chilly in San Diego. It really felt like October baseball. And, and that's kind of wild to say in the middle of April. But because of the weather and because there's 43,000-plus at every game, and they were into it and they were loud and you had some – kind of postseason-like games in a one nothing game yesterday and the extra inning game on Thursday, it really felt like a big-time atmosphere, and it was really fun uh, to narrate it from our perspective. And I know the guys enjoyed the atmosphere and had a lot of fun with it too, but um, no doubt, I think this team feels really good about where they're at. They're playing through some injuries right now, which is always a part of the equation. Uh, anytime you go into the season, you know that that's going to be a part of it. The teams that have the depth and the ability to kind of work their way through that are the teams that usually have the most success and so far the brewers are doing a really nice job of that lane uh, they're looking at me now because as we were connecting the dots with former brewers and going through some brewers history i just was going to mention that one of my favorite former brewers who was also a mariner for a time richie Saxon. So if oh, you yeah. yeah if you find a plaque that has him on it, rub it for good luck for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was a great monster player to watch. Runs. I mean, you think of Richie Sexton, you think of monster home runs, right? Tall and lanky, yeah, he delivered. I I enjoyed him as a Brewer. So, Lane Grindle with us from Seattle. Uh, so Lane, I thought the basketball was one thing, but it was really kind of strange when two nights ago your kids were overmanning the grill at Matzik's house, and the Matzik's hey, weren't even home. What, what are you going to do? That's right. We're all comers over there. They're very over. comfortable. We we've just started going over there and pulling the the cover off the hot tub. And yeah, make, I mean it's just you know. <laughs> What's mine is yours. That's what Greg said when I first moved into the neighborhood, and we're taking it very literally. Yeah, yeah. don't forget to take your shorts next time. <laughs> well, yeah. <that's... laughs> Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle, enjoy your time in Seattle. Don't get hit by one of those flying fish in the market, Lane. 
Thank you, buddy. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Thank you. Appreciate you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. But I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, it seems about right for April. We're uh, record-breaking 80 degrees plus a couple of days last week. Snowing today. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us wearing the stocking cap and all bundled up. Where are you, Niz? Uh, we're up in Brown Deer. Uh, we're just uh, at a random park here, AC Hanson Park. Actually, a really nice, cute park here uh, in Brown Deer, north of Brown Deer Road. In the neighborhood here, seeing if we found anybody brave in the elements, but they're not, and I don't blame them. It's windy, it's cold, I'm the only one out here, everybody else is hunkered down. Now, we might not love it, but this really isn't unusual, is it? No, I mean, this is actually more typical and closer to our average than than what we had last week, you know? So, yeah. I mean, we're we're about uh, 15 to 20 degrees colder than, than average, whereas last week's High temperatures in the middle 80s were 30 degrees above average. So, again, it's uh, uh, definitely, I mean, we're in a transitional month. You get these warm days, you get these cold days. It'd be nice to find, like, a happy medium day. Maybe we get that tomorrow. Almost 50-degree temperature swing, though. That's stunning when you think about it. It is, and a lot of time we make that comparison, you know, using and fudging it with, you know, wind chills and things like that. But, no, that's a legit temperature swing um compared to last week and you definitely noticed it i shed my winter skin and and i definitely uh (laughs) you know 38 degrees feels a lot colder than it did a a couple months ago that's for sure i feel like a lot of us who've lived in wisconsin for a while knew to enjoy the springy weather last week but not to put away sweaters or put away the snow brush like it was like i'm I'm gonna have to get back into sweaterville and that's where i am today Totally. Yeah, honestly, I'll be honest with you. Like, I put away my heaviest of coats. Um, and, like, if you're going to the store, you could probably be without it. But standing out here for 5 and 6 o'clock newscasts about two hours straight, I, I got the heavier coat back on. I mean, it's uh, a factor in that wind and these open spaces, and it's cold out there. I kind of feel for any of, like, you know, maybe some of the spring sport athletes, you yeah. know, tennis, soccer, or whatever, out there after school today. Uh, brave in these elements. Yeah, good point. All right, so lead us through the next five days, beginning tonight. Okay, so tonight um, it's still going to be windy, but uh, the snow showers are going to start to taper off, and we're going to look for temperatures to be uh, around 32 degrees for a low, becoming partly cloudy. Now, for tomorrow, mostly sunny, high temperature 53. So there's your kind of typical April day. Um, On Wednesday, more clouds, and it looks like some showers and maybe some thunderstorms will be likely. Maybe the first round moves in like late morning, 55. Thursday, mostly cloudy with some more showers and storms possible. We're back up to 64. And then Friday, mostly cloudy and 53. Looks like thir- uh, the, the weekend, we're in one of the downswings again. We could be in the 40s both Saturday and Sunday again. So up and down here, but, yep, still April after all. All right. Stay, uh, stay warm out there. Find a way, Niz. Yeah, it's all good. You know, I should just, you know, suck it up. Come on. It's 38 degrees. <laughs> yeah, you said <laughs> I'll be, it. I'll be just fine. Exactly. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you guys.